What up, y'all? It's the Mildly Professional Podcast with Amber and Laura. And today we're going to talk about crap shoveling and a lot about boundaries. Let's roll the intro. <laughs> Say that again. No. <laughs> we're going with Rhett's. We got two gals from a college town Making memories, going through the business route With a little experience, a whole lot of ambition To go about their lives on a never-ending mission To share their knowledge everywhere they go Now it's time for my people a rock star because I'm holding my microphone. I know, and I feel like a laid-back rock star because I'm just, like, leaning as far away from mine because mine is super sensitive. Yes, we've messed up our technology. It's fine. It's fine. We'll get a new one eventually. Mm -hmm. I get paid soon. We'll get a new one. Yay! Money! (laughs) We love money! We stand. (laughs) Okay, what are we starting with for our friendship story today. Well, do you want to talk about the time that we built our first home? In honor of the fact that Amber is buying her first home in one week from today. From today? Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. I'm not crazy. ready. You are ready. I'm You've not. got this. But in honor of that, we're going to tell the story of when we built our first home together. You will see this picture on Instagram? Yep. It's a wonderful M&M roof. Mm-hmm. Because we were making gingerbread houses. That's right. Ha, you thought I'm in a real house. Yes. You we, fools. We are building <laughs> gingerbread houses. And the reason why I wanted to... We were coming up with stories for this season. And this is one of them. Because Laura's mentioned before that I would make her go to stuff for like 10 or 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it tended to work in our favor. There's the picture. Laura pulled up the picture. So... It tended to work most of the time. This was one of those times, though, that I was even thinking about 10 or 15 minutes in. Mm -hmm. Did I really mean to come here today? (laughs) I was really contemplating this. Oh, Laura just texted me. I was like, who texted me? It's just me. It's you. So, basically, I don't even know how this came about. I want to say that I saw the event for... It was this... What what was it? A religious group on campus? It was or something? RUF. RUF. What Which does that stand for? I cannot remember. I can find out really quick. Religious United Foundation? Universal. We suck. Obviously, we didn't stick with it. Let's find out, shall we? RUF.org. Reformed University Fellowship. Yay! There so it is. that's what it was. And they had this leader named Amanda. She was super great. And I don't know if I saw it from her. Maybe it was from her and I saw something posted on Facebook about they're having this Christmas party or somebody told me about it. Yeah, I can't remember. I feel like you saw something on Facebook is what I remember. Yeah. But it could also have been word of mouth and like you were talking to one of the members and she mentioned it. So either scenario sounds accurate. <laughs> it was one of those and you were supposed to wear like an ugly Christmas sweater yeah. or something. So dress up, but then we're literally freshmen in college. We don't know what we're doing. And the location of this party is literally at the leader's house that she rents. Which we did not know at the time. We no. just thought it was a location off campus. 
Which sounds like a really dumb, like, horror movie start. Like, yes. two young college students going to a house off campus for a Christmas party that they know no one in. No, no one. Like, don't know anybody. <laughs> I think, actually, I did know somebody who was part of the group who, like, ended up not coming to the party. That's it. Yes. Okay. They invited you. Yes. But then they didn't show up. They didn't show up. <laughs> I mean, what am I supposed to and do? you did, and you brought a friend. <laughs> this is so stereotypically me. That is so Amber. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so we crashed this party, and I remember everybody being like, so who are you guys? Yeah, they're like, hey, so who, who invited you? We owned it, though, oh, I yeah. have to say. Yeah. We owned it, and we... I want to say at least came close, or maybe won the gingerbread. I feel like we did contest. We may have. Yeah. If anybody from college remembers this party, you can fact check us. Fact. Whoa. Check us <laughs> on Instagram <laughs> and say no, you did not win. Yeah, right. But I'm gonna go with we won. Mm-hmm. And in our mind, we're winners. We brought presents for the gift exchange. Yeah, we did the thing. We did the thing. Yeah. So we showed up. We conquered that Christmas party, and then. Every year after that, only went to the Christmas party Yeah, for this group, and never really anything else. No, nope. we were the worst. We were, what are they called? The Christians that just show up to, like, Easter and Christmas services? Yes, that was us. Yeah, that was us. Christ- but we had other things that we were doing. Yeah. We just couldn't be fully involved in that, and then I would always run into people around Christmas time who are part of that organization who would go, oh, are you guys coming to the party? Right. And I we go, became a staple. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I was like, yeah, sure, but I mean, we don't do anything else with you guys. And they go, come on, who cares? Yeah. I still have that scarf I won from the White Elephant from like the second year we went. Really? Yeah, it was like a a, a shawl kind of scarf. Oh, it's that cute. really thick one I have yes. that I wear with my orange dress. Yep, that I know one. the one. Yep. And I gave the present that I won our freshman year. It was mm-hmm. a Nestle chocolate milk set. That's right. And I gave it to my brother for Christmas. I remember that. I don't remember what I got that time. I feel like it was a mug or something cute like that. Yes. Very cute things. It was a lot of fun. And mm-hmm. we stayed for a long time. We did. We, like, hung out for a while. Once we figured out where to park. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was its own thing. I was like, we're going to die here in the middle of downtown Macon. At night, in the freezing weather, we're going to get locked out of our car or something. Like, something's going to go wrong. The moral of the story is, I will lead us to our demise. That's right. And I'll just follow. Yeah. <laughs> Laura shows up with me. Like, the true definition of, we ride at dawn. <laughs> it's so true. I'm like, all right, we're going. I'm packing my bags. I'm getting ready to go. Oh, my gosh. You know what's funny? My... My boyfriend actually told me this the other day. He said, you know what, Amber, you could tell me that you did something really crappy and I would just go along with it because I trust that you had a good reason. Oh, like that's you wouldn't. <laughs> He's like, I totally trust you. If you told me this happened, I'd immediately be like, okay, what went down? Right. And no, it wasn't you. Yeah. So what happened? Right. And Aww. I was like, okay, great. So he's also riding at dawn with us. Let's ride at dawn. It's yes. happening. If nobody knows what that means, I'm so sorry. You just don't get it. <laughs> You're just not one of the cool kids. You're not on TikTok. Congratulations. <laughs> well, so congratulations early to Amber on her purchasing of her first house. It's very exciting. 
So you'll have to give us an update once you buy the house on how you feel. Yes. Right now it's a lot of paperwork. Yes. And it will continue to be a lot of paperwork. Mm-hmm. Save everything you can. <laughs> it will come in handy. Oh, great. <laughs> I don't have anything, so. Okay, well, at closing you're going to get a stack this thick. Okay, that I will save. Yes. Save it because you'll need it. I've been signing everything. Just click sign, click sign. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even read it. And it just brings me to the next section. Yep. Boom, boom, moving on. Yep. Done. That's, I, I feel like my first house, I read a few of those pages, and then I was like, all right, well, my realtor's going to screw me or not. Like, we're just going for it. I read, cash to close, this much money. <laughs> Monthly estimated payment, this much money. Got it. Okay. Got it. All right. Yep. <laughs> I know. It really could be like, you must sell your firstborn child to us. And I'd be like, I, yeah. Sounds, sounds good right. to me. <laughs> as long as it knocks off 300 bucks a month or something. That's what I'm saying. I'm just Goodness. kidding. Sorry. Future children. <laughs> I would never do that to you. <laughs> On purpose. I know like Camden in the future listens to this episode when you guys have kids <laughs> and he's like, uh, <laughs> ma'am, <laughs> let's have a discussion. Oh my gosh. I can only imagine. That is so funny. But no, there's nothing there's nothing sketchy in there. I'm sure it's just a bunch of boring stuff that I don't want to know about anyway. That's right. Yeah. They just it's a formality at this mm-hmm. point. So I'm ready to roll. I've got closing and I've already set up my plan is to close on Tuesday. Okay. Go to the house in the following days. Clean. Mm-hmm. Like clean, clean, clean. The mm-hmm. deepest clean the house has ever seen in its entire life. Yep. And then the exterminator comes on Friday morning. Okay. So that's my plan. That's smart. So then I move in that weekend. Mm-hmm. It's like, boom, boom, boom. Yep. Done. There you go. See, you're on it. You are ready. Look at there. Let's do it. Let's buy you a house. Build a better house or buy one. It's fine. Either yeah, way. Either way. <laughs> it's like, if your um, serotonin is, doesn't work right, just store-bought is fine. <laughs> manufacture that crap now that's right i live by that store-bought life um so okay well what is the topic that we are discussing today i feel like we have quite a few topics a couple two 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 topics yeah okay which one should we start with let's go with work boundaries the boundaries yeah we've been talking about doing something like this for a while yeah Mm-hmm. boundaries I know I'm breathing into this microphone right now you guys I'm so sorry it's like right by my face so if you hear me breathing we're just gonna roll with it until we get a new microphone if you hear me breathing no you don't <laughs> no you do not hear me breathing I'm alive and this is proof yeah okay mm-hmm. so basically this is what I always tell my mom when she talks about I can see your bra straps in your shirt I go yeah because I wear a bra whoa how could you women do that what I am a human I breathe Sorry. What? You're just blowing my mind. I can't. I will try my best, but if you hear it, no, you don't. Yep. Um, basically, we're going to talk about boundaries because boundaries are very important. Yeah. And so many yes. areas of your life. And they're also complicated. Very. And difficult to put up. And difficult to maintain. Yes. All of those things, but I will tell you that one of the books that I will... I'm so dramatic. I will tell you about all the things that have changed my life. Yeah. This book was one of them. Yep. It was Four Changes That Heal by I Have No Idea Who. And I found it at Goodwill. The book found me. That's right. The best books in life have found me. I'm going to find the author real quick. Yes. Let's let's credit the author from Goodwill. 
for what's Sorry, the your name? book ended up there. <laughs> what's the name again? Uh, four Changes That Heal. And I don't even have the book anymore because I passed it along to somebody else who might it find them. Does that look like it? That didn't make sense, but yes, that okay. is it. By Dr. Henry Cloud. Oh, I love that. Dr. Henry Cloud, thank you for changing my life. I read that book. Mm-hmm. And one of the sections is about boundaries. Okay. And it's that's one of the things that heals. And he gave an example of, I think he's a therapist, and mm-hmm. he talked about this woman who her mom would get mad at her if she missed a holiday. Mm. I don't know. I don't really remember, but the premise of it is you don't control other people's emotions mm-hmm. and you can't do anything about it. Like you, yeah. if you, you need to do what's good for you. And if somebody's going to make you feel bad about that, then you need to put up a boundary. Right. It's just then hard to not feel crappy about it afterwards, but that's something that you should work on yeah. because you have to heal yourself. And the more that you're just a victim to your situation, mm-hmm. the less of an autonomous person you really become. Mm-hmm. If you're just doing something for all these other people. Yeah. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. But it's challenging. I've also heard boundaries referred to as guardrails. Yeah. Like Andy Stanley, that pastor or whatever. Yes. He's always like relationship guardrails. Like don't, you know, your partner, you're not going to cheat on your partner, but why put yourself in scenarios that could even lead to that like have guardrails in your relationships i don't know much about him but i i like that um on the bird show they talk about that so i think it's cool i think that's where i heard it it must have been because it was definitely at like a life group or something yeah that they were talking about it mm-hmm. so i think that's what it's from yeah and it is basically like you have these limits mm-hmm. so for example when i was growing up and i babysit mm-hmm if I babysat, it's like a babysat for my pastor. Yeah. And one of the kids always had to ride with us when he drove me home. Yeah. And he's like, I'm just not mm-hmm. allowing the space for anything to not even happen, but like he's protecting himself too. Absolutely. Yeah. You just don't know. My dad would do the same thing. I don't think he ever took, unless it was an emergency, he didn't take any of my friends anywhere without me like any of my gal friends it was my mom would every once in a while like if I I was sick or whatever but like my dad was like no we're not doing that just (laughs) it's a safety thing for everybody involved just guardrails it's really important but in the workplace yeah what do you think some potential guardrails or boundaries are and how to actually implement them or do you have any personally yourself Well, um, one is definitely, and I saw a TikTok that made me think about this. It was when you have a hard stop at five o'clock and it was like, she was on the, she was on the phone with somebody who said, and I just need to know why you charged my card. And she's, and she saw the time and she like hung up the phone and like started packing. Oh jeez! And not that you should do that. But then, then the rest of the TikTok was that somebody walked up and said, Hey, do you have a second? And she said, uh, uh, before you say anything, is this work related? And she said, oh, yeah, it's just going to take it. Uh, 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 do you want me to clock back in really quick if this is going to take a while? And she said, oh, no, it'll just take a second. She's like, then you can wait until tomorrow <laughs> at 830. I love that. And, you know, and the whole point, it was a funny TikTok. Like, it was meant to be kind of, like, out there and out, you know, really. Um, it was just supposed to be funny. But I thought, you know, that's a really good point is putting that guardrail 
of your time is your time when you work. And I have to do better at that, or that wasn't even a good way to put it. <laughs> My brain just short-circuited because I was thinking of the next thing. But your time is really valuable, and you should focus on, you should make sure you're working during work hours and try not to bring it home too much. Because I have that issue where I could, I do work until 11 o'clock at night some days because I'm trying to get ahead for the next time. And while there is like showing initiative and there is working hard so that future you doesn't have to work as hard, there's also, you've got to have some boundary. So I don't work on the weekends unless like something emergent is happening. I don't work on the weekends. I might, if I'm bored and <laughs> like you have nothing else to do, like I might do a little bit of work, but that's because I want to, not because I feel like I have to, because unless they're going to pay me to work these extra hours, you know, I'm, I don't feel like I should, I don't feel like I'm obligated to. Or have a benefit of flex time. Yes. So like if. As I explained this to Laura a little bit ago because I said, Laura, you working until 7 p.m. doesn't then mean that you work two less hours right. any other point during the week. Right. And that's where the issue comes in. Yeah. But if you work two extra hours because your boss is letting you go to a doctor's appointment the following morning, yeah, that's fine. Mm -hmm. That's a trade-off. Right. That's a benefit to you and to the company. All the work gets done and you yeah. get the time that you need back. Yeah. And I feel like my boss and my boss's boss and, like, the whole office is pretty good about, like, oh, do you, I can stay later tonight and make sure that gets done. And they're like, oh, no, just do it in the morning. Like, I really respect that. I mean, sometimes it's like, okay, yeah, if you can, that'd be great. But otherwise, just wait and just do it on the next morning. I know one of my bosses emailed me on Friday, and in the summer, my office is closed on Fridays. She sent me an email on Friday and said, if you're working today, will you call this mom back? If not, it'll wait till Monday. And I was like, see, I love that. Because it gives me the option if I want to. I've been given the go-ahead. But then if I don't want to or if I already had plans, I can wait until Monday. And it'll get taken care of. Um, so I just really liked that and appreciated that that was... I don't know. I just really appreciated it. I do appreciate it. But also... You guys have off on Friday. Yeah. I hear you. <laughs> like, I, I just think that it's, um, she, I don't know, like, I didn't, I read it as very, like, if you want, if you're doing something today, it, it literally it said, if you're doing, and if you're working today, if you wouldn't mind calling her, but if not, just call on Monday. Yeah, I do understand, and I feel like that's good, but also it's like, if I was working today, it'd be on stuff that I need to do that I feel like I need point. to get ahead on yeah. and not something that you're tasking me with. That's a good point. But I get it. And you guys work really well as a team. I'm just providing a devil's advocate no, here for the listener. A, I didn't think about it like that. That's a good point. Um, and I, I could imagine that's probably what she meant mm -hmm. is what I'd imagine just knowing this person and how she manages, but it wasn't explicitly set out like that. And that's, you know, I don't know. So that's, but that's a really cool perspective. Yeah. Or just even to the mom, Hey, we don't work on Fridays. Mm -hmm. We'll reach out to you on Monday. Yep. So I don't know. Everybody yeah. needs to work on boundaries, obviously. Yes. Everybody. You know? Cause it shows that she was working. Exactly. <laughs> like two o'clock in the afternoon on our day off. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I'm like, could she not respond to that mom and be like, Hey, and don't even say I'm reaching out to somebody to try to get back to you, but we don't work. Just be like, we don't work on Fridays. Mm-hmm. 
you are a priority to us, we'll reach out yeah. to you on Monday. And we have a bounce back email that comes out every time that somebody emails our financial aid email that says, you know, we're out of the office on Fridays during the summer, so we will be, so our offices will be closed June 3rd, so, you know, whatever, and lists out all the dates that we were off, which also, can we talk about how cool it is that I was off on Fridays during the summer? It's amazing. It was so nice. I'm so sad it's about to end in August. Like, oh no, first day of August, it's over. Mm. I know, so like two more Saturdays, two more, maybe a third one. I gotta look oh at the calendar. Gosh. So I'm really sad to let it go. It was so nice. But hey, this is what we talked about last time about knowing all the seasons of a job. Yeah. So now you know you get Fridays off in the summer and you can make plans for next year. Mm-hmm. So it's a big benefit. You know what? You know it lacks in some areas. It makes up for in others. Exactly. Most things are a trade-off like that, or should be a trade-off. If it's not a trade-off, you need to analyze things a little bit more. Yeah. So, anywho, what about you? What kind of boundaries are you working on or that you can think of? Interesting question. Um, (laughs) You brought this topic up. (laughs) I have no idea. Okay. Well, first I was going to say that I saw this um, TikTok again. Again. We're on the same professional type TikTok situation. But this one girl said, oh my gosh, if I do this again, everybody come for me in the comments. This one woman Oh, <laughs> on TikTok. We, and I'm going to cut her off there. We like to say instead of calling women girls, because you don't call men boys, you don't, yeah. you call them guys or men. So it's kind of like a Wesleyan ingrained this in us of saying gals or women instead of girls when you're talking about a grown woman. Yes. So that's why we correct ourselves so much. Yes, because I don't want to be calling women girls like why would I do that right it's it does have a different like when you think about it in context of men it is a stark difference we don't call men Mm -hmm. boys or when I call a man a boy I mean to call him a boy right it is meant to be because he's immature or Mm -hmm. acting young or whatever whereas when women are called girls it's encapsulating but it comes from a also it comes from that same place of calling them immature or too young like oh you're you're too young don't worry about that little girl you know so I don't know. And she was smart. Yes. So, I don't want to call her a girl. Yeah. So this gal, lady, mm-hmm. she was explaining that she has a boundary. Mm-hmm. Where, and I just want to see what you think about this. Because okay. I just do not think that would ever fly in my life. Okay. But she seems to think it works for her. And I'm like, okay, you do you. <laughs> Apparently, she made her out-of-office email signature that... She will not be going back and responding to any emails in her absence. And if they needed something from her, they needed to contact the people listed that she listed or email her upon her return, which was at this date. I'm like, in st- <laughs> I just am speechless because, okay, here's the thing. I get the mentality. Yes. I can see the thinking but also, I feel like some people, like, I, te- I often am like, hey, Amber, text me, text me to take Argo out so that I can get home. And when I see the unread message, I'll be like, oh, I need to do this or whatever the case is. Argo's my dog. Not that I forget to take him out, but that was the first thing I could think of. <laughs> She's never asked me to do that. <laughs> I ask you to text me other stuff, though, all yes. the time. Like, remind yes. me, text me to uh, 
listen to this podcast or, or just whatever. whatever I text you, you go, can you send this to me again so that it's not red? Yeah. Cause I accidentally will open the things and I'm like, no, I didn't mean to open that. <laughs> like I only open messages when I know I can respond. Cause otherwise I will never think of it again. Like it just is what it is. So, um, I, that's so important to have those messages. Cause most people, if I email you and you're on vacation, I'm not expecting you to email me back. I'm just emailing you while it's something fresh on my mind. So to then be like, if it's not emergent, why would I reach out to these people who that's not their normal job? You know, so that's why I'm like, that's just kind of inconsiderate. Like, it's a harsh boundary. Very harsh. She was like, I will be deleting all the emails that come through while I'm gone. Oh my god. See, that's wild to me. I know. And I I thought you would feel that way. Because my first reaction was... That's awesome. <laughs> and then my second thought was, I could never. No. Like, I might actually. That I would probably get a talking to about that, if I'm being honest. Yeah. I think most people... I don't... I wonder... I want to know what she does that that flies. Right? Like, it just... I don't know. I, I can't imagine. I'm still stunned. <laughs> like... <laughs> we, we can't even talk about it. I can't even right now I can't so yeah what do you guys think about that because I thought that was very interesting yeah let us know comment on this um on this episode because on our Instagram on Instagram posts on anything um which also we're on YouTube now I have a new format for YouTube that I've been working on and I am most of the way through season one so it just takes literally an hour and a half for it to load and download on my computer and then an hour to upload to YouTube so it takes me, like, two and a half hours to do one episode. So that's why it's taking so long. Yeah, <laughs> it does take quite a while. Just the downloading. Like, the putting yeah. it together, I only do three, like, I only add four things. And then I have to, like, copy and paste a lot to make sure yep. it repeats and loops through the content. Well, and you now understand when all the content creators are, like, I had to go to Starbucks and hook up to their Wi-Fi and yeah. sit there for an hour and a half because no that's kidding. how long it takes. No kidding. Oh my gosh. So, and that's just audio. Like, not even so much video stuff. There's some slides, like animations, but it's not even that much. But I'm pretty proud of our YouTube. I think it looks good. I'm pretty, I I designed it on Canva myself. Yeah. Like, I don't think I had a template, I just made it. Mm -mm. So, well, the first slide, like the opening slide, I used a template for that just because I really liked that look. But then, um, I. I need to stop. <laughs> like, I do that all the time. Uh, and I have, to, I edit them out all the time. <laughs> oh, gosh. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. I keep telling Laura, is editing getting easier? It is. Okay, good. We are, um, the only time I edit things out is when I ramble. <laughs> For the most part. Oh, no. When I'm like, that didn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> like, in our conversation, it makes sense. But yeah, I'm sure to... To the random audience. Yeah. Like, there was something I put my foot in my mouth last episode that I totally edited out. I think I did notice you took that part out. Yeah, yeah, because I know I mean, yeah. it just comes off as wrong, and it doesn't show my true character. Yeah, because it can if you don't know who I am and you heard that sentence or whatever I was talking about, you'd be like, "Oh my god, like she's awful." But canceled, it, it canceled. And, yeah, but it was literally just me talking faster than my brain was going, or my brain was talking faster than my mouth was. So I was skipping lines. So by the end of it, Amber was like. I think what she meant to say was, and then you repeated what I meant. I was like, 
yes, that. And so I do, I do get what you mean. So listening to that, I said, I'm just going to take that out. I don't want somebody to isolate that audio one day and be like, and this is why she should be canceled. Oh no, don't do that. <laughs> don't do it to me. So don't do it. Don't do it. Um, but anyway, I have other boundaries. I thought yeah. of some. Okay. Okay. For one, I don't always answer the phone when people call me anymore. Okay. So I used like to... Like work or personal? Work. Okay. So I have a work phone, and I like to call people, because mm-hmm. sometimes it's easier than going back and forth on email for 30 minutes, mm-hmm. when you could have just had a five-second phone call. Right. Um, so I like to call people. I don't ever expect people to always answer my phone calls. I just mm-hmm. call them, and then I know they're going to have a missed call from me, yeah. and then they can call me back whenever. Yeah. Um, I prefer to do things that way. I think it's easier communication for me, mm-hmm. but also... I used to, like, run to my phone, have to answer it immediately, yeah. and now I'm like, well, I don't expect that of other people. Yeah. Like, other people shouldn't expect that of me. Mm-hmm. I could have been in the bathroom or something. Right. Um, so, I just don't answer my phone right away. Yeah. So, that's something. That is something. That's a really good point, because you are allowed to be human, and if you're in the middle of something and getting away from the phone really quiet... Uh, hmm. Mm. Really quietly. Really, I was going to say really quack. <laughs> what was coming out. But um, if you don't, it, like if you're doing something and answering the phone isn't the most productive thing you can be doing in that moment, unless you're expecting a call, I don't, I wouldn't answer it either. Like I would finish yeah. what I'm doing and then call that person back. Or I've started, and I don't work in like customer service where I have to answer right. phone calls for people like yeah. you do sometimes. Mm-hmm. But if I'm, okay, I need to finish these five slides of this report mm-hmm. or whatever. And that's what I'm doing. And somebody calls me, I know my brain will just go off. Mm -hmm. We'll get on that phone call, we'll go off on 500 other different things, and I will never finish that report. Right. And I can't do that. I'm not productive that way. I don't get anything done. Okay, another work boundary that I have. It's funny. I I couldn't think of any, but now I'm thinking of them. Is I was told that I get to work from home two days a week. Remote. Mm-hmm. I get to be remote two days a week. I have a hybrid position. That's the thing. Yeah. And that's what I signed up for, and that is the job that I took. Yes. So then sometimes my boss will try to say, well, can you go to... And this is not a fault to my boss. She mm-hmm. just forgets my schedule because yeah. it's not her job to necessarily remember what... Ha- and our yeah. job is wild anyway. Like, who knows where we are half the time. Right. But past me... Mm-hmm. would say I've gone in Monday, Tuesday and I'm supposed to be at home Wednesday, Friday. It's now Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And let's say she goes, well, I need you to go to this other location on Wednesday. Or can you make it to this location on Wednesday? Mm-hmm. And I go back and say, sure, except then I get to be remote Thursday, Friday. Yeah. Because I will have then gone in three days this week. And that's changing my schedule because I was originally supposed to go in on that Thursday, you know, whatever, and have that conversation yeah. with my boss. Whereas old me would have been like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Whatever you need. And here's why that's such a big deal. Amber's not like five minutes down the road. She lives an hour and a half away. An hour, an Usually. hour and a half. Yeah, an hour and a half. Um, and it's through Atlanta traffic, which during rush hour, sometimes you can avoid that, but sometimes you get stuck in it. So it's not like, oh, let me just zoom into work real quick. It's, oh, let me take half of my day just to be in traffic or just to be driving through this really hectic part of town. So that's why it's not just 
it's not just so simple. Yeah, you and know? that's why I took the job the way that I took it. Right, with given that hybrid yeah. possibility. Yeah. Okay, so I can take this job that's an hour and a half away from my house because I get to be at home two days a week. That's mm-hmm. a benefit to me. Right, that's a good trade-off. Right, I don't have to go in five days a week. Mm-hmm. So I always have that. Now, are there sometimes I end up being at home mm-hmm. three days a week? Honestly, sometimes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that does happen. And I don't plan it that way. It just happens somehow. I don't even know how it all happens. Or I end up being at another location a couple days a week right. that I don't plan on. That kind of thing. But I always stick to, I get two days mm-hmm. that I don't have to drive yep. anywhere. Yeah. And I'm going to stick to that. So I do have that boundary. Proud of you. I'm Especially trying. in this economy with gas prices Yes, everything. okay. That's really made me stuck to it. I believe it. Because it's rough out here. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. And I also live an hour away from work. And I also have an hi- a hybrid job where I go in three days a week or so. Um, and I've had to create a boundary, too, where I don't go in multiple days in a row unless... Well, here's the deal. So if I would go in multiple days in a row, that would be me driving an hour, two hours plus a day... Which on my body, as we've talked about, that's a lot for my back, for like my overall joints, like everything, for my energy levels. It's not good. And when I do that and I'm down there for multiple days in a row, I'm not as good a partner to my husband. I'm laid out in bed for a week extra because I'm hurting. Like, And it's just kind of miserable. So I went to my boss and came up with a solution where now if I have to go down there multiple days in a row... I stay in a hotel and I can, so the next day I'm there, I'm in the office, everything's fine. And then I go home the next day. So I've been really, that's a boundary that I had to create too, because I just can't, it's not, it's also not easy for me just to zip on down to work real quick. If I were like 10 minutes away, I probably wouldn't have a hybrid job and I would be there like every day. Yeah, I wouldn't, like, need a hybrid job necessarily. If I worked five minutes from work, I would just go in. Right, exactly. You know, and it's it's also what you've done in that situation is you've not only set a boundary, but you've also made it their problem to actually pay attention to how they're scheduling your work. Yeah. Because if they don't schedule appropriately, they now have to pay money for a hotel. Yeah. Which, that's not always the answer, and I know that there's other options with the college and everything. Right. But it's almost, you know, it, now they have a consequence mm-hmm. if they screw up. Yeah. Which, that's important. Mm-hmm. Especially Absolutely. when it's difficult to stand your ground sometimes. It is. It's, I feel that. It's really hard, and I'm not a confrontational person or anything, and luckily it was a conversation that didn't feel confrontational at all. It felt like... Of course, I was sheepish to ask because it's asking for money, essentially. And I and I don't like putting people out or becoming an inconvenience or a liability. But for my health, and I and I said that. I was like, for my health, I, I need to be, if you want me down here multiple days in a row, I need this solution. And it worked out. And luckily, I'm with a company that cares enough to make that happen. Instead of being like, oh, well, you don't work for us very well like your schedule and accommodations don't work for us so we don't need you which is what happens so easily um so it's 
it was really great that they were are willing to work with me. Plus, it's fun to go and stay in a hotel every once in a yeah. while. I love hotels. And it's a really nice one as far as, like, the people are just so nice. Like, it's not a five-star hotel or anything, but it's always clean. And the hotel staff, and I told the manager today, I was like, every time I come here, every person I talk to is the nicest person. <laughs> and you don't get that everywhere. And so it's just a pleasant place. I feel real fancy, like a VIP. And you're a good employee. Yeah. So they're more willing to make those accommodations and the understanding of that. So Mm -hmm. obviously, always be aware of that. You know, you can't just be really crappy and then come to them asking for a bunch of help. They're going to be like, okay, let's (laughs) have a conversation about how this is going. Yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about it like that. But yeah, I, I guess I'm valuable enough that they did find a solution for me. Or seeing a difference in you yeah. when they've done that. I'm yeah. sure that they've noticed a difference. I'm sure. I would hope. I'd hope so too because I am more alive than I had been. Because like I say, those two days, it's just really rough on my body. And I'm more tired and lethargic. But I try not to let that show at work. I'm really good about turning like my personality on when I need to. But I know my direct boss sometimes will see me more sluggish. And so I know at least she's seeing the difference, I think. Yeah. I think so. So those are good boundaries to have, though. Um, And if your job allows for it, take advantage as best you can. You know, not in the take advantage of the company, but take advantage of that opportunity. (laughs) Yeah, it's all a conversation, right? Like, here's what I need, and if you can provide it to me, that's great. Yeah. If not, it's not the best fit. Right, exactly. And I think it's really good to know your limits and know what those things are. Mm -hmm. I, and okay, we talked about that girl before, or this woman before, who put up that boundary of Mm -hmm. I'm not going to look at emails in Mm -hmm. my absence. I'm on PTO. Figure it out yourself. Yeah. Um, And it does get kind of confusing because when you come back, you're like, did that get followed up on? Is everything okay? Right. It, so it, it is kind of tricky to come back mm-hmm. after being off for a few days and mm-hmm. wonder where everything's at. But also, maybe she's in a role that's different than ours. Yeah. Right? Because I can come back and easily go through my emails and go, okay, and follow up with those people and figure out what happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if hers is everybody needed something immediately and she's dropping the ball and yada, 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 it makes it really hard for her to go on PTO. And when she comes back, she's super stressed for a week. Right. It's not like that for me when I come back. Right. So you never know what people are dealing with and you have to always communicate with your manager. Mm-hmm. I feel like I run orientation sometimes and half of what I say is, so check in with your manager. Yeah. So communicate with your manager. So yep. your manager, know who your manager is and yep. communicate with that person. Yep. Mm-hmm. We don't like denying UPTO. Talk yeah. to your manager. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I don't want to tell you you can't go on vacation that week. Yep. Have a conversation. Yep. I'm planning on going on PTO. Mm-hmm. And as long as the company is open to those conversations and having them with you, it works yeah. out really well. Absolutely. Also, don't work on PTO. Yeah. I have mixed feelings on that because I know what? me. <laughs> Laura! I know. And that's probably a boundary I need to work on. But I'm one of those people that, like, if I have the time and availability and, like, feel up to it and I can get something done that takes the pressure off of somebody else a little bit, I'm going to try. You know what's funny? I don't even look at anything work-related on PTO. See, I wish I could be more like that. <laughs> I am on PTO. You have paid me to take time off. 
I don't yeah. think about work. Yeah. Nothing. Now, if you, they absolutely needed me, mm-hmm. a person, mm-hmm. a singular person, yeah, knows that if they've exhausted all options, mm-hmm. they can call me. Yeah. And then I know when I'm on PTO, if I get that call, mm-hmm. I have to handle it. Yes, that's true. That is fine. Okay. But don't be checking your emails. Hmm. Don't be, don't be doing that stuff, Laura. I can't help it. Laura. I can't. I'm going to come for you. I know. I'm, I'm going on PCO this week. Oh. oh, are you okay? I'm okay. It just hurts a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. I just cut my arm off, you know? <laughs> I just hit my hand on the table really hard. Really hard? Golly. I know I'm going to listen back to that and be like, huh. It's okay. I hurt myself all the time. Yeah. I feel that. All the time. Yeah. All the time. Same. But not working on PTO. I'll work on that. Yes. Don't you dare work this weekend. You're not allowed. I'm actually not going to take my work laptop. But that's there you go. literally just because of logistics. So it has nothing to do with me not wanting to work. If I had my way, I would take my work laptop. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just in case, like, crap hits the fan. I don't know. I guess I just believe in setting it up to where... You're not the only person that can do something. And that's the unfortunate bit is in my office with only two of us, we are the only people who can do some of the things. Yes, but like, okay, so part of my job is responding to reviews. Yeah. Right? I'm not just going to be the only person that has that login information. Mm -hmm. I know the pieces of my job that somebody else is going to have to manage while I'm gone. Mm -hmm. So... Everybody has the login information. Everybody has this. Before I leave, I communicate, here's the projects and where I'm at with them. Like, I do so much work mm-hmm. before PTO to go on PTO. Yeah. To make sure that it's all handled. Yeah. So if all else fails, call me. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I'm not going to be able to tell you my password. Right. It might just have to wait at that point. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll figure it out. But yeah. I try to think of absolutely everything that anybody could ask me and put it in an email. Yeah. Or a document or whatever. Mm-hmm. I did that with leaving my first job out of college. Yeah. I created a whole binder full of everything. I did All too. the accounts, all the contact info, um, past things that I had done. Mm-hmm. And the girl, again, I'm okay. It's all right. It's ingrained in us. Oh my gosh. The woman <laughs> who took my place. Yeah. I would sometimes reach out to me mm-hmm. and she would tell me every time I live by that thing like it is my Bible. Love that. It has everything that you yeah. could ever need. And I'm like, I know. I, I know, did that on I'm brilliant. <laughs> I've got this under control. Yes. That is fantastic. But again, boundaries with that too. I mean, mm-hmm. at a certain point when you leave a job, yeah. you're done with that job. You don't mm-hmm. owe them anything. Mm-hmm. And you need to let it go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I made a binder from when I left too. And it drove me nuts that I learned that the the woman who replaced me did not use it ever. I'm like, well, you just made your job literally 10 times harder because I also had no help when I started that job. So I remember, and it took me months to get used to it, and all the agents hated me for it. Uh, So I was like, you just made your life so much harder. Because I just don't believe in I had it hard, so you have to have it hard. Right. Or I had to go through this, so you have to go through this too. Right. I'm just... I disbelieve in that yeah. that drives me crazy that idea and that people operate that way I can't handle it Mm-mm. I can't 
No, I, I think we're just too empathetic. <laughs> Why would you have, okay, I've explained this to people before too. Mm-hmm. Why would you have the capability to help someone and mm-hmm. choose not to do it? There are some sick people out there, man. Why? I know. I cannot. And there's, okay, and again, boundaries. You don't have to help everybody out there. You don't have to, but sure. like, if my friend says, I need you to do, or can you help me with this? Mm-hmm. And I'm not doing anything. Mm-hmm. I feel fine. Yeah. Sure. Love it. If I'm dying and ill, <laughs> maybe not. Right. If I have this, like, if I have a reason to not help, mm-hmm. a legitimate one, mm-hmm. then okay. Mm-hmm. But I mean, come on. Yeah. Like, what else am I going to go do? Something right. selfish? If, if the choice is between helping somebody or being selfish, like mm-hmm. actually selfish, not self-care, not I need a moment, sure. not, then I'm going to choose to help someone. Yeah. Because you're a good person. Who knew? Okay, but can we like, <laughs> can we make this a universal thing that happens? I know, right? <laughs> oh, I know it. We'd be in a better place. Like, didn't Elon Musk say that he would, he would like help to solve world hunger if somebody could give him a proposition for it, and instead he bought Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds about right. Like, and I'm sorry. Like, I can love Elon Musk for his business mind and sure. all the things that he does, but really? And he just gets away with that. Yeah. He just gets to be out there with his reputation Although apparently like apparently he's might not be buying Twitter anymore. Um, I heard that he came back with um, the fact that he learned half of the users on Twitter are bots, and that's not the product he thought he was he would be purchasing. So now Twitter is threatening legal action against him because they were like, no, you said you were going to buy Twitter, so you're going to buy Twitter. So we'll see how that goes. The fact that this is real life. Yep. It's just mind-boggling to mm-hmm. me. And we can't even imagine what those numbers no. are like. Like the, what, trillion, billion? How much is he buying it for? I have to budget so strictly to pay my mortgage every month and my health insurance and my car insurance and extermination and homeowners insurance. Yeah. And then on top of that, if anything breaks. Yeah. And other people are just out there living their life, not even caring about any of that stuff. Nope. It's a wild, wild world out there. Just, yeah. If I, I just can't believe it's real life. And how, Mm -mm. and he got there. Right. How? I mean, by by being selfish and choosing not to help world hunger. Oh, <laughs> that cannot be the answer or the conclusion to this episode. You know, I don't think that's true that, like, all rich people are selfish and don't help. You know, like, obviously, I yeah. don't think that's true. I think that it might be true for him, specifically. But, um... I, I don't know what the answer is. I think there is a balance of you do good in the world, and then you also work hard for yourself. I just don't know what that balance looks like. Because if you look at it from the Christian perspective, like, you know, Jesus was all about giving everything away to help people, but then you look at it from another perspective in there, and it's, well, God doesn't want you to suffer. I just get discouraged. Yeah. It's confusing, and I get discouraged. Yeah. But. Word. Have you heard about the new Thor movie? I've heard about it, but I don't know anything about it. Okay, so do you care if I talk about it? 
I know. Spoiler alert! <laughs> We're talking Spoiler. about the Thor movie because it relates to what Laura just said. Okay. Okay, so basically, this dude in the movie mm-hmm. has, like, believed in... The, it's literally the first five minutes, so don't come for me. Okay. <laughs> he has served this god his whole life, mm-hmm. has worshipped him. I don't even know what god it was. Kind of like sun god or whatever. Mm-hmm. And worshipped so hard... With all these followers that have now died. Mm-hmm. And then his daughter dies. Mm. And then he starts to die. Okay. And then he ends up meeting this god. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you were supposed to have protect me and saved me. And this god is laughing at him, basically. Oh, god. There will be more followers after you. Oh my gosh, like look at this peasant basically. Oh, Doesn't care that he's been worshiping him his whole life. And it's what was the point of all this suffering that I did? Yeah. For nothing. Uh. And I just started thinking, oh my gosh. I'm literally sitting in this Thor movie <laughs> having epiphanies about my life. Yeah. <laughs> thinking, oh my gosh, why do we have to suffer so much? Yeah. And for what? Mm hmm. And guess what? If you create boundaries, <laughs> you suffer a little less than the rest of us. <laughs> yes, you suffer a little bit less. So that's what we're, our goal is to do in life, I guess. Suffer a little less today. We're suffering less. Yeah. I like that. That's a t-shirt right there. Yes. Suffer less. <laughs> Let's try to suffer a little bit less with boundaries. With boundaries. There we go. So anyway, that's kind of just, I don't know. I was having a whole epiphany. We could have a whole other conversation about that off air. Yeah. But it was very interesting to me mm-hmm. to see this whole other perspective about gods and we believe in them and yeah. what they really do for us. Yeah. So, still a believer. Yeah. To the man upstairs. Sure. A1 since day one. Oh, <laughs> but really quickly, because how much time have we been talking? 50 minutes. Oh, crap. Yeah. Really quick. Yes. Explain your husband's situation. I think we got to save that for another We're episode. saving it? Okay, yeah. guys, next time. Next time, we'll talk about... Shoveling crap. Shoveling crap. Yes. What's it called? He called it something. A crap shoveler. No, 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 no. The dilemma. The ah, the crap shoveling dilemma. Yes. Yes. Next time. Stay he tuned. Use the word crap, but we do because we don't cuss on this podcast. This is PG. That's right. So you can email us at mildlyprofessional249 at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at mildlyprofessionalpodcast. Follow our subreddit, rmildlyprofessional. Follow us on TikTok, mildlyprofessionalpod. Like us on Facebook at mildlyprofessionalpodcast. And subscribe to us on YouTube at mildlyprofessionalpodcast. And don't forget to like and subscribe on there because I've been posting. Yes! And DM us about your work boundaries that you've put in place. Yay! Yay! (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you to Colby, Amber's brother, for the music, as always. And happy holidays. Happy holidays. (laughs) In July. (laughs) Bye.